Yeah. Uh, uh. Throat. It's the clag. Uh. It's the post. It's the post-COVID clag. The post-COVID post-tour clag. We're late. This episode is sponsored by You're Bloody Late. <laughs> you're late, you bastard. Sponsored by Transpanine Express. <laughs> there were five people waiting for this podcast. They were so hungry for it and we just... Left oh them on the platform God. in the freezing Episode cold. Episode three and we were late. The Half Hammond Horrid podcast is late because I got COVID and then it got in my throat and it got in my neck. And we sat down to record the podcast and I became really immediately aware that I was like... It's making noises. But by that point, I'd already had a drink. Yeah. So you just got a little bit drunk for no reason whatsoever. And also, I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I couldn't have a drink at the time either because I was feeling a bit queasy. Whereas now, I'm absolutely hammered. He's Woo. on top form. I'm on pudding rum madness. Um, so uh, tell me, uh, Dee Dee, about your drink of the week. Um, this week, I am drinking Grimbergen Rouge Intense. Ooh. Other rose beers are available. It's riche and fruity. It's from France. Grimbergen. But I didn't get it. My mum got it when she went Grimbergen. on holiday to France. And you shouldn't drink it if you're pregnant. I think that goes for every alcohol. Is that, but was they... that a weird way of telling me something? No, they do. Hang on, because you are that. drinking it. Okay, now, I got worried then. I don't want, I, we don't want a diddy deathly running around the place. That'd be insane. <laughs> Although, how old could a child be before you get them out on a ghost tour running them? I'd say th- at least two. I don't know. I think four's the legal. Really? Yeah, like workhouse. They'd be cheap. Yeah, and it'd be a real nice connection to like the the orphanage stories and stuff. An actual child being like, and it was here when I died. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm drinking pudding rum. Lovely stuff. Pudding rum. Um, So so it tastes like Christmas pudding. It's absolutely gorgeous. I'll drink. Please do. I'll pass it over to you. I so I don't I don't normally drink neat spirits. I normally have some kind of little cheeky mixer in there, but that is delicious, right? Oh, holy, holy, holy rum! Oh, it's right? the rum liqueur. Let's do the let's do the 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 the, the, the uh, interpersonal admin. Are you ready? How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Nice. Done. Tick. Moving on. So, <laughs> the Half Hammered Horror Podcast is a podcast that's recorded in the heart of York on the most haunted street in all of England, the Shambles. And the format of the show is pretty simple. Uh, at some point, I'll stop explaining the format of the show. I think maybe episode five. <laughs> We'll be off and running, and then people kind of go, yeah, we know what we're going to get, Dorian. Shut up. Stop explaining the podcast. Stop explaining what it is. Um, this Essentially, the way this works is I find a, 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 an interesting, weird, bizarre, slightly out of the ordinary haunting, and then I explain it to the magnificent Dee Dee Deathly over a few drinks. Well, I'm really excited because you told me that this week you are certain I don't know this, this one. So This one is called, are you ready? Oh, I don't know if I am. Am I? Yes. The Haunting of Sprague Mansion. Sprague? Mm. Like Prague. Like Prague, but with an S at the beginning. So I've rolled the dice in the pronunciation there. So it's S-P-R-A-G-U-E. Sprague. Prague. Sprague. So I'm going to go with Sprague. Okay. And Lord forgive me if I'm wrong. (laughs) They won't. So as always, I'll, we'll, 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 we'll drunkenly stagger our way through this haunting while you're being attacked by a small flying creature. Moth or fly? A fly. Mm, if it was a moth, I'd burn this building down to the ground. <laughs> My irrational fear of moths being what it is. Um, 
And then at the end of the story, you will, of course, pass judgment as to whether it's a yay or a nay. <laughs> Which is what we've sort of settled into, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. We kind of like, we're like, what's it going to be? We're all like, hey, maybe it'll be like a, we'll think of some really clever yay. phrasing. It'll be a this or a that. And ultimately, drunkenly, we just fell on a yay or a nay. A yay, of course, being this authentic haunting. It's a spine-chilling tail that fills the trousers with urine. Oh. Or, or, of course, it's a nay, being this absolute big pile of festering, steaming horseshit. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Introduction. Ooh. In 1967, the Cranston Historical Society purchased, purchased, purchases the Sprague Mansion, a sprawling mansion and museum that sits at 1351 Cranston Street in Cranston, Rhode Island. Oh, okay. They purchased it to save it from being demolished. The proposed renewal of the site was to build a retirement home. But as well as buying up the deeds to the magnificent house, they acquired something they never expected. A shitload of ghosts. Is that what it says? That's what I wrote. Oh, that's what I wrote. <laughs> so, uh, again... <laughs> I tend to do research, and then I write <laughs> up the research in my own, you know, magnificent um, phrasings. Um, yeah, so they, they basically bought the house and ghosts. So it's a bit like the TV series Ghosts. So yeah. far. They, yeah. they inherited it, didn't they? They inherited it. This was purchased by the... Um, Cranston. The, the, the Cranston Historical Society. Now, it all gets really interesting from this point on because I had to really scrabble around the internet for this. So I found a, I found out about the story in a brilliant book that's just called Weird Ghosts. Oh, nice. And it's yeah. a wonderful hardback book that's just called Weird Ghosts. And I was <laughs> like, oh, how could I not? Available on Amazon for those of you interested, and of course, probably you know, independent bookshops support your local bookstore. Um, of which in York, there aren't many now. Just a couple of really good little the little Apple bookstore in York, which I do raid every month or so to to find out. But, um, yeah, uh, anyway, about the house, it was built around 1790. Three generations of Sprags have lived in the house. They owned print works called the Sprague Print Works. Creative title. <laughs> Later known as the Cranston Print Works. They're still functioning today underneath the, uh, the name Cranston Print Works. And they are now the only textile printing company in America that operates continuously. I don't know what that means. No. Like other other printing firms are like, well, you know, we've had a good few weeks. Let's just shut down. Let's have a maybe month off. Maybe they just print when they have something to print. But maybe Cranston are like, they've just got constant, constant print every day. Fabric, fabric, fabric. It's just what we do. It's all we do here in Cranston. Um, so the house was built in 1790, and I have written here, death rattled the halls almost immediately. Mm-hmm. If immediately meant 46 years later. <laughs> In 1836, William Sprague II died by choking when he got a bone caught in his throat at breakfast. Questions. What are you eating for breakfast that's got m- massive bones in it? Sir. Madam. A kipper. Oh, How bony are kippers? Smoke me a kipper. Pretty as bony as a fish, mate. As bony as any fish. Why I don't eat fish. Fish are bony. You I'll do eat fish. eat fish. I'll eat a fish finger. You no, eat tuna. You love I, tuna. I, yeah, but you don't really get bones in tins of tuna. It's like people that get like full, people that buy like a full fish and then just like, pfft, 
fry that bastard up. I'm like, oh yeah. And the smell of it as well. People are like, oh, I'm gonna have a kipper. My mum would eat kippers. She would, she would, she would fry up a kipper for breakfast. The house was inherited by the brilliantly named Amasa Sprague. Amasa Sprague. Again, pronunciation. I don't know. I think it's right. A M A S A. Amasa. Amasa Sprague. And his William, the slightly easier to pronounce, William Sprague the Third. Uh, William went off to become a congressman, and then later became the governor of Rhode Island, then a U.S. senator. Whereas Massa focused on the family business. However, William the Third's career was cut short when his brother Amasa died, murdered by a vengeful gang of men as he was crossing a footbridge near Pocasset River. He was shot in the arm and then beaten to death. Now, the investigation uncovered that it definitely wasn't a murder based around theft, because when they found the body by the banks of the river, he was wearing a gold watch and he had $60 in his jacket pocket. Oh, wow. So it was, well, he must have wronged someone. Exactly the theory. Uh, later, his body would be laid out in the front parlor of the mansion for his wake and his viewing. Uh, fingers were pointed at an Irish immigrant called Nicholas Gordon and his brothers Will and John. The Gordons and Sprague had had a falling out over the renewal of a liquor license and had been seen arguing about the situation in the streets, a master using his power in the area to make sure that the renewal was denied. Will was found not guilty. Nicholas had two trials which ended in a hung jury, but John Gordon was found guilty of the murder and as such was executed on February the 14th, Valentine's Day, 1845. But in 2011, long after his passing, he was granted a posthumous pardon. Oh, wow. Like he could do anything with that now. <laughs> thanks, guys. Oh, thanks a lot. Already been executed, but, uh, you know. But why? Thanks for the effort. Because? Well, at the time of the execution, the locals were furious. They were angry because everyone was adamant that John Gordon was innocent, that he had nothing to do with the murder, and that an innocent man had been killed for blood that wasn't on his hands. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. I feel like there's a lot we're not we don't know about this. Okay. But um, so what what made people think that it was him? Well. Just because they had a feud. Yeah, basically it was. It was you know. Because uh, you couldn't check Facebook back then, could you? Yeah, there wasn't any like you know people were just passive aggressively honking at each other into the internet. <laughs> it was. It was oh. Oh, they were they, they, well well uh, because they, because um, they were seen arguing the the the, the Gordons. There was Nicholas, Will, and John, the three brothers. They had enough. They had enough to reason that it wasn't all of them. It was just one. Yeah. And then they was, killed him. Yeah. So William was. And found then they're like, guilty. oh, it's none of them. Nicholas was found. Shit. They, they they couldn't get they couldn't reach a verdict. It ended with two hung juries. Um, but John, for some reason, was found guilty. It was a lot of people felt that um, the the sort of wealthier society, uh, which the Sprague family were a part of, were frustrated because they wanted justice and vengeance, mm. so as they people do. It. You know, as people do. Yeah. The the rich wanted someone to be found guilty of the crime, whereas the poor, who probably drank at the tavern that the Gordon brothers. Ran. They mm. they were they they were like no no they hadn't done it and yeah. then of course the rich and wealthy just went ahead and 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 executed him anyway. And we're like it was yeah. him. 
have a tenner. As we are very aware of these days, people are very hungry for someone to blame. Mm. You know, nobody, people don't make mistakes. There is no room for human error. It's just you. Something terrible has happened. Mm-hmm. Whose fault was it? And we're very hungry for that. Uh, and that's exactly what happened here. Um, anything else before we press on? No, no, please do press. So, who did it? Well, a plot twist. Many of the people who were crying that Gordon was innocent believed that the murder was the work of Amasa's own brother, William Sprague, because they were constantly disagreeing with how the family business should be managed and the fights would become heated and physical. And with, uh, with, with, with Amasa dead, William could now run things mm-hmm. in the way he wanted. They were constantly arguing. Uh, Amasa wanted to keep the company local, local, based in the, 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 the Cranston area, whereas William wanted to reach out and, and go more national, which is what the company ultimately mm-hmm. did. Uh, and as a result, you know, some say William was right, maybe not for the murder, but for the ideas of the business. Uh, as a result, Sprague Printworks, later Cranston Printworks, became the most successful company of its kind in the nation. So some of the newfound money was used by the son of the murdered Amasa Sprague, the rather confusingly named Amasa Sprague, hmm. the second. Um, the living. The, well, not now, because they're both dead. This, this story is set in the 1800s. The died uh, unless he's, the murdered. The dead and the murdered. I might just go um, one or two. Okay. <laughs> um, with with his brother dead, uh, as I say, William could could do what he wanted, and all this money started coming in. Um, so uh, the son of the murdered man, there you go, that's how I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> the second, he uh, he expanded the house in 1864, uh, adding a wide hall, massive staircase, so he could entertain guests and have these grand and lavish parties. The family enjoyed a few decades of profit. Uh, but during what was called the Panic of 1873, all the banks suddenly recalled the majority of loans uh, and, and their, their business was kind of propped up by them and it hit the family. Investors started panicking, selling off the shares and by 1888, mm. the family had to sell off the mansion. Uh, most of their assets and their name kind of faded into history a little bit. In 1971, the house was added to the National Register of Historic Places and the last people to live in the house as residents were the supervisors of the Cranston Printworks, who were kind of really enjoying the perks of the job. Mm. You know, hey, come and be a supervisor in this print factory. Yeah. Uh, where should I live? In this massive mansion. <laughs> Sweet. So there you go, history. That's Someone the history of the house. Uh, bringing us up to kind of modern times. But, you know, where were the ghosts? Do you then what happened to that 60 quid that was in his pocket? I think it was just entered as evidence. Uh, also, there were no cats involved at this point. I could see you were like, oh, I, can't, I can't talk about cats, but the second most important thing in the world is money to me. So, no. cats or cash. Um, so, yeah, what's going on with the house now? You don't, I don't know. know. I do. Um, for a while. And this is, I guess, really weird, right? Um, the house, it, it's got a website, as does the Cranston Historical Society. Uh, and and I, I, I think it's still active. But I couldn't tell and I couldn't find a way of booking onto it so like maybe it's some kind of weird secret society now or something but for as far as I can tell the house became a kind of um scare attraction in a way uh there's a photo I found um of of a a tour guide part of the the historical society a guy called uh, Greg Merker not Greg Merkin as I, as I immediately thought when I read his name. Uh, Greg Mirka, um, he's on the board of directors of the Cranston Historical Society. Uh, and a, there's a photo I found of him 
and he's dressed as a bit of a spooky tour guide. And in the windows, there are little stickers of like cobwebs and pumpkins mm -hmm. and signs saying, enter if you dare. Um, an article I found uh, that was written in October 2022, last year, uh, it said the house was open for tours, particularly oh, yeah. around October and the Halloween season. But the booking website now is a, is a dead link. There's nothing there. It's just like a, a 404, whatever the, the, the number is that gives you a dead thing. Uh, they have 12 reviews on TripAdvisor, uh, which are quite middling, including one very angry one-star review oh, no. from Jerry O of Boston. Who it's used, just a house. He used a lot of capital letters in oh, his review yeah. and a lot of triple punctuation. But he didn't think we'd be talking about him on our podcast. Good old Jerry O from Boston. If you're out there... It was a really violently horrible review as well. It made the what it made the mean ones that we got for our ghost tour seem quite tame. I think that's comparison. why it's no longer running. That it was true. Um, well, here's the thing. You see, like most spooky old buildings, it, it became the subject of paranormal investigations. Uh, and enter into the story, Andrew Laird, the founder and director of the Rhode Island Paranormal Research Group, or Tripperug. Oh, for short. Catchy. Good old Tripperug. Oh, the pudding rum's making a run for it. Hiccup. <laughs> uh, he's hosted many investigations there. And he says that on his first walkthrough in 2004, he, he walked through the mansion. And when they reached the front parlour where Sprague, the murdered body, was laid out for the wake, all the meters and scanners, the EMS, rooks, mel meters, just went absolutely berserk. Mm. Needles were flying up into the red. They were making all sorts of noises. Now, he claims that nobody in the group knew at the time that that was the area of the house that the body was laid to rest in. But everyone there said that their devices detected something. Uh, the first walkthrough turned into an overnight stay, and they recorded all kinds of strange goings-on. There were, there were noises coming from the wine cellar. Uh, something kept tapping on the shoulders of investigators, only for them to be nothing to be found when they when they turned to look. It, it was as if something, someone, was trying to communicate with them. Some thought it was the restless spirit of Sprague the murdered seeking justice, perhaps. <laughs> so what do we make of this? Um, so, the ghosts in the house, are they meant to be just Fishbone Boy and... Um, at the moment. Money pockets. At the moment. It's 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 uh, the the ghost as far as we can tell the ghost of the 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 Sprague who died on the kipper, the the, uh, the alleged kipper bone okay uh, is not present um, the ghost of Sprague the murdered who was laid out to wake we're not sure we don't know maybe something in that foyer in that in that parlour mm -hmm. where the body was laid to rest uh, is making itself known and also um, this was in two thousand. 22 last year uh, this was 2004 right, so okay. it was the first walkthrough oh okay. my god can i terrify you that oh. was nearly 20 years ago yeah. 2004 was 19 years ago and that was the first walkthrough and the first evening's horn uh, investigation that they had was later that year how are we feeling about it well i was gonna say because i thought it's you said it was 22 i was gonna say well, they could have Googled and known that it was the parlour. You could still but, Google things in 2024. The internet's been around for a yeah, while. Yeah, but probably you wouldn't. Yeah, maybe not. Like, the internet wasn't what it was, mm. what it is now. It's mm -hmm. not, yeah, no, yeah, I suppose that, yeah, that's that's true. You, couldn't, you didn't quite have all the information at hand that you wanted yeah. to have back then. Um, so we're going to jump back a little bit in time to the 1960s. 
And this is when the no uh, internet then, no internet then, no no googling stuff back in the in the sixties. Uh, the mansion was under threat of demolition and destruction due to the the, the terrible shape it was in. Uh, enter local resident, the fantastically named Viola Lynch. Oh. She helped to raise a hundred thousand dollars to buy and preserve the property. Uh, and ever since then, the Lynch family name has become part of the history of the mansion and part of the ghostly goings on. Very nice. Because in 1968, um, Robert Lynch, the son of Viola, had bagged himself a job working at the mansion as a nighttime caretaker. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Nothing's going to go wrong there. Absolutely. He'd heard all the legends. He'd heard about the spooky things that were said to happen in the estate. And one evening, he and some friends cobbled together a little homemade Ouija board. Oh, oh no. Lord. Shit's about to go down. They decided to try to communicate with the dead. Now, during the seance, Robert said that the pointer on the board began to move and it clearly spelled out M-Y-L-A-N-D. My, My land. land. And it kept doing it over and over again. <laughs> no. My land. My land. Eventually, My Robert, land. Robert got the confidence and, 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 and managed to sort of calm himself down enough to ask what the spirit was trying to communicate. And more importantly, who are you? At which point the spirit introduced itself as Charles, said he was a butler of the house once upon a time. Mm -hmm. Charles or Charlie, as he's become known to people that visit the house over the years, as you'll find out more in the story develops, uh, is known now as a, as a common communicator from the other side. He's the most frequently uh, spoken of ghost in Sprague Manor. The haunted manor of Cranston. Um, the legend says that Charlie's daughter was meant to marry into the family of one of the mansion owners at the time, mm -hmm. but it's not known for certain if this is connected to the Sprague family. Apparently, the marriage was called off suddenly due to a disagreement, and Charlie felt forever denied of the house and land that would have almost certainly become his had the marriage taken place. Uh, he never made the jump from butlering oh. to mansion owner, and he was constantly aggravated by the situation. Unfortunately, one thing he demands is for people to tell my story. That's another thing that people are presented with. Tell right. my story. Yeah. Tell my story. Which people do. Which we're doing right now. We are. But it doesn't bring him any kind of peace. So here we are. Listen to podcasts. Just to recap briefly, we have the possibility of uh, two ghosts. We have the ghost of the murdered Sprague, mm -hmm. who's tapping people on the shoulder in the foyer, and Charlie the butler, bewailing his lot to anyone who will listen that he was robbed of the future and destiny and the life he was supposed to have. That's rough. But not scary, right? Not that scary. No. Why? Interesting, right? Interesting, you know, yeah. historically quite, you know, fact-heavy. Not scary, though. Stop it. Not scary, though. Why are you doing that? Not scary, though. Why are you saying that? Enter. What? No, don't. Enter the doll room. I don't want it. You're going to have it, love. 
It's the size of a walk-in closet. Just off a small landing, nestled almost secretively between two floors. The room is stuffed, and I'm saying stuffed to the walls. Have you seen pictures? I have. Oh, you're going to have to share them. Old dolls from the 17 and 1800s. Many of the dolls, their features have faded away. Of course, eyes would have been painted on lips. Mouths and noses Noths. Noths painted on. But over the years, they've rubbed away. Some of the dolls have no eyes. People know that they're watching them when they enter the room. Andrew Laird is back. <laughs> he says that during an investigation, because by this point they've run so many of them, and, yeah, and, and tickets are now being sold, it's become like an event. Come and do a paranormal investigation with the head of the Paranormal Society in Cranston Mansion. I mean, how would you not? And he says during an investigation, during a Halloween house party, a guest was talking about the dolls in the front room and they captured an EVP, electronic uh, voice phenomenon. Mm -hmm. It's basically a recording. (laughs) Uh, And when they were talking about one of the dolls that they found particularly repulsive, uh, there's a little break in the conversation and they swore that nobody spoke, no one says anything, but on the recording back, they hear a little girl whisper, Leave my doll alone. She didn't like that they were talking smack about the doll. <laughs> sometimes EV, EV, well, most of the time, we've done a few EVPs and stuff and we've never really captured anything so far. But they're normally, when people do capture them, they're quite quiet. They're quite down in the mix. Mm-hmm. You always see in horror films when they get in a little waveform and then... Mm-hmm. And really, in, in, in reality, it's a case of going, it's one movement of the mouse to turn yeah. up the sound, but they do... Enhance, enhance. When people say, we swear, they swore there was no one talking at that point. It's like, when you're in a conversation, there's more than two people involved. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. I think EVPs are... They're a, they're a sketchy ground. People find it. It's like what you what what. They're probably the easiest ones to fake, because we could be having a conversation right now, and then one of us could just be like, "Don't go into the toilet," and then we go, "Oh, did you hear that? Did I hear what? Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, it's the haunted crapper. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. And um, yeah. Sometimes, though, uh, well, they say when they listen back to this EVP, it was was clear as day, almost like there was someone whispering into the microphone, leave my doll alone. Sometimes guests think that the dolls are talking to them. They'll go in and they'll just be like, what? How much? A fish bone, you say? A fish bone. Why was he eating that at breakfast? Kippers for breakfast? The decadence. (laughs) Ah. During another one of the famous Halloween parties, some of the guests ran a seance on the Ouija board. That's right. In decorating the old spooky haunted mansion, they've done that thing that people do, and they've slapped Ouija boards all over the property. Mm -hmm. So you can just have a go. If you Um, think you're hard enough. (laughs) Well, obviously, things get weird. Uh, And in one seance, uh, the the pointer spells out quite a long sentence, this... So I'm not going to spell it all, but it says, tell Bob I need him. <laughs> tell Bob I need him. Bob! Need him or want him? Need him. <laughs> tell Bob I need him. 
and the message was signed VL. Oh. Uh, oh. Why is that ring a bell? Viola Lynch. Oh. But. She had died the previous year. Many believe that this message was from Viola, the lady who had helped raise the funds to Who's save Bob? the mansion. Bob was her husband. Oh. He was devastated from her passing, which had taken place the year before. Since her death, Bob had gone a bit mad, unfortunately. And all he would do was paint portraits of his dead wife. Oh. He painted dozens of them because he believed that as long as he painted her, She'd never really be gone. Oh, God. In fact, one of his paintings to this day hangs in the parlour. The front parlour. The same front parlour in which the dead, murdered Sprague was laid to wake that day. Uh, Viola spoke to the people who ran the seance in October, and in February the following year, her husband, Bob, was found dead in his house. It's almost like he just died of grief. Sadness and loneliness. But he was still alive when they got that message. Yeah. Comedy podcast, comedy podcast. Let's bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. There's an old music box in the house on the third floor. Sometimes it's heard playing, even though no one's been anywhere near it to wind it up. It's suggested that the music box was actually one of uh, Viola's and Bob's favourites. That they had a little soft spot for this little wind-up music box and it's it's their spirits letting people know that they are still around and that they found each other in the afterlife Aww. Aww. Uh, photographers have captured white orbs floating around in the cellar of course shadows have been seen moving in and out of the doll room someone once captured on video a pair of the doll's eyes moving the dolls didn't have eyes ah not all of them okay. some did and it was even creepier because the eyes were painted on. As I mentioned, sometimes the dolls would be painted faces. They said that painted eyes were slowly moving. Uh, people will feel presences as they walk up the stairs with them. Reflections in mirrors will show other faces than the ones looking into them, which is horrible. And there are unexplained cold spots throughout the building, and many who visit refuse to return but can never explain why. They say they simply feel unwelcome. Now... I've tried to find out if the Halloween parties still occur. Um, but as I said, I, I couldn't really find much about mm. them. Uh, as far as I could tell, they were running before, you know, the thing that shall not be named. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do believe that for a year or two, they ran afterwards. But I have a feeling that sadly, like many things, post the thing that shall not be named, uh, just they, just, they, just, they just didn't really come back to what they used to be mm. and therefore have struggled to support themselves. Or, or maybe, maybe it's some kind of... Uh, weird clandestine event that only the privileged few will know password. about. Secret password. Uh, entertaining mask. Mm. You know, long snoot. <laughs> the feather, the bit eyes wide shut. Dun, 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 dun. Pop your keys in the bowl. Robe on. Babs out. That sort of thing. Yeah. Hanging lads. Testicles. Right. Yeah. Okay. In the breeze. Yeah. That wasn't clear. <laughs> So there you go. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird one, but I just uh -huh. genuinely found I was really fascinated by it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's an interesting one because it sort of ties together nicely with the episode of Half Hammered Horror at the Movies, which is going to be released on our shameless plug Patreon. 
because this 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 episode we're 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 talking about um, haunted mansion. Yes, the new Disney film which came out, which we went to see and we absolutely adored. And it just it just this this story just tied in brilliantly because it's a story about Sprad Mansion. It's a haunted mansion, and and it, it just I was reading it going, oh my god, oh, you know. So what do you yeah, think? Yeah. I, Questions. I think it's a dead good story. Mm. It does sound a lot like it could be a movie. Like it all kind of the is. winding family mm-hmm. stories and all the and the different families that have lived in the house. Um I mean Yeah. Yeah. I'm go- Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I mean, you go, whoa, you don't have to pass judgment yet. You can ask me some more questions. <laughs> okay. you know, we're, only, we're only 39 minutes in. You've got a little bit more wiggle room. Let's not make this a really short episode, my okay. friend. That's okay. likely. You know, hit me with anything you got. Let's talk about this stuff. Let's turn it on. Let's, 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 let's put it in the grinder and smash it to bits. Okay, so the hauntings yes. are varied. Yes, yeah, so we, we have um, the murdered Sprague. Who body yeah. laying to wait, and some people believe because he's still there. We have Charlie the butler, fishbone guy, fishbone guy. I don't know if he made an appearance. Um, maybe he didn't. He's very subtle, but so that he was just meant. You just mentioned him because 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 it's 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 because the Sprague because a Sprague died in the house, and right. another one um, was laying to wait in the house, and and some thought maybe that's given it some kind of weight. Right. Yeah. So we have we have um, I would say we've got we've got classifications we've got we've got like residual energies we've mm-hmm. got like resident resident spirits that are still hanging around um, we've got almost almost kind of uh, attachment spirits mm-hmm. in the dolls and such Ooh. there's something there something is linking something to those physical items why we have orbs we have very you know. Like low level, the, the, the you know orbs are kind of like the they kind of the 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 pawn of the ghost world. Mm. I would say they kind of you know there's loads of them. They're floating around, being all like, I don't know what I'm doing, man. I'm just a tiny floating orb. I'm in a good time. Uh, and then we have more present um, coherent apparitions like Viola Lynch, who's who's communicating along with Charlie and you know making requests. And then in death, mm-hmm. we think we have Viola and Bob playing the music box to let people know that they're still here, bringing comfort to the living, which is quite quite nice. Who do you suppose the dolls belong to? Well, there were a lot of children living in the house over the years. It was a big family, and I, I assume that the uh, supervisors of the print works brought their families right, along. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming it was just like, you know, you've got a job, and then the guy was like, I'm going to leave my family. And just me, I'm going to go live with some other blokes. I'm, I'm assuming that because stuff. of the size of the mansion, it's more, it's like, I think it was like 13 bedrooms or something. Whoa. Um, that I'm guessing like, you know, families probably live there. It wasn't, right. it wasn't just a small number of people. Yeah. Get it? It's like, it's almost like the old um, chocolate chocolate factory, Terry's in York, you know, like, you know, if you move to York and started working you at Terry's, housed. you get a house, you get housed on Bishop yeah. Road. That was, that was kind of part of the, part of the deal. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was kind of it, you know, come and, come and be a, high-ranking employee for the print firm and you can have a house nice yeah real nice the more i think about it like the stories are obviously real mm-hmm. there's like um i don't know there seem a lot of shoehorned in bits 
Okay. You know? That might be maybe just how I put it together. Oh, maybe. maybe. I was yeah. trying to do it in a sort like of the doll, chronological way. The doll room way. seems very... Mm. Separate to yeah, I, what I, else is going I, yeah, on. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel that way. I kind of feel like the doll room is... Like a tourist attraction. It's, yeah, it's, it's something that someone's added later on. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Because people get a bit hungry, don't they? They go somewhere it's got it's got a ghost in it. I mean, yeah, you, you're going to get bad TripAdvisor reviews. Yeah, if you don't. Oh, the ante. Yeah. Maybe John from John John from Boston was it? Maybe he was like, oh, I left that review, and they were like, oh man, we better do something. It was his review, basically saying nothing happened. He was like, one star, no dolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of like, it was, well, he kind of bewailed the fact it wasn't of of historical worth i think basically john from boston had, had misinterpreted what the house was right uh, as as happens to Classic. us sometimes Rookie yeah mistake. i had a, i had a, i had a, i mean we're recording this on the back of me running a ghost tour as we foolishly often do hmm. um and i had a guy on the tour tonight who every a lot of stops kept asking me um oh is, is this house haunted no it in a very pleasant way, he was like, he was just curious. Is this, is this house? Is this got? Is this building? This got? This has got to have a ghost in it, right? And I felt like I was a bit worried that he was a bit disappointed because we obviously make no guarantee mm-hmm. or allusion to the, the idea that we will see a ghost on the tour. It's just mm-hmm. ghost stories. Uh, and then at the end of the night, he came up and said it was really good and he really enjoyed it. I was like, ooh, ooh. Not on the Deathly Dark tours, but when I used to work for the other tour company, mm-hmm. um, I remember that we once got a one-star review that someone just entitled "Where Are the Ghosts?" <laughs> like we have them on payroll on the payroll, yeah, two pound forty an hour because they'd appreciate um, that because you know, that'd be a fortune to one compared star to life. Went in doll room. Doll didn't look at me. Yeah, doll did not peel my face off. <laughs> People are very specific about what they want from these places. Mm-hmm. You know, people say about the dun- they go to York Dungeons and they're like they 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 kind of expect to see an actual haunting of a ghost, like 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 somehow Merlin Entertainments have got a box with a ghost in, like mm-hmm. tra- trapped a ghost, four pound. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. It's a new business idea to get yeah. a van and just emulsion paint on the side, ghosts inside. Come and have, have a look. Have a, come have a look. Wait, no, no. Ten pound. This is getting weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like a child catcher yeah, situation yeah, you've got going on there. You don't want. Oh that. no, no, adults only. Okay. You know, just let's draw. You know, adult catcher. Draw the line somewhere. <laughs> any other questions? Um, any other questions? Right. Notions. Um, Ideas. Notions. What? Potions. Lotions. Don't pick Notions. on me for saying this. Okay. Now I'm really <laughs> interested. Where's this going to go? Is there a mention of any animals in the house? No. Yeah. There's no cats. Well, that's the end of that then. Wow. I'll really work on finding a cat-based ghost. I didn't ask ghost. about cats. I can see it. <laughs> I can I can see the the the, the cat lust mm. coming up, you know, behind the eyes. Yeah, you know, sometimes because you get stories of animals responding to stuff. Yeah. But that's not that's not the case. No, and there've been no, no like um, so yeah. So when the people were living in the house, yes, anybody living in the house, had cats. No, <laughs> I've moved on. Hamsters, you know, snakes, ferret, snakes. Um, did they ever report any paranormal phenomenon, or is it literally? I, from what I could read, it all appears to be contained Since. to either people who've worked there, uh, or people who are there as part of the Halloween events and such. So they're already in that frame of mind thinking, of course, so, maybe I'll see a ghost. Yes. 
Yes. She paid a lot of money to save the well, house. Well, she 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 helped raise the money. She I don't think she she may have put some in herself. I don't the ins and outs of it. All we got right. is that she raised she helped to raise a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And then, R.I.P. Viola. Uh, no offense, my love. Um, didn't really feel like she got her money's worth, so came back as a ghost. She got in some paranormal investigators and were like. Let's make some book. But they wouldn't have made money. And it's not been that well reported online well, either. Well, well, here's the thing. People were going to the house for these Halloween balls and stuff. And I'm, I'm Halloween guessing, balls? Halloween, yeah, Halloween masquerade balls. Halloween balls. Well, Halloween, don't make it filthy. <laughs> um, and and I, I, I think that having a reputation of having, you know, there have been paranormal investigations and there's been a, mm. you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like us... We we recently were involved in the marketing campaign to visit York, in which they faked some ghost videos and didn't tell us and didn't tell us about yeah. it. We, we we anyway, that's a whole different story. But we they were leaked online, uh, just the CCTV footage of ghost sightings, mm-hmm. uh, which were then revealed to be a part of this advertising campaign for Halloween in York. Um, but that's kind of a similar thing, I suppose. If you're running a, a, a haunted house, a Halloween event, and it's this the most haunted house in Cranston, mm-hmm. that it's not going to hurt to have some paranormal investigations where things have been discovered. So no, Can I circle back? No, no, no haunting is a bad haunting when it comes to selling tickets for a spooky scare attraction. Mm. When was the first paranormal investigator asked to come to the house? 2004. Who asked them? Uh, I don't know. And why? I don't know whether he was invited by the Cranston Historical Society or whether he approached them. Mm. I would say probably the latter. Yeah. Because that's what tends to happen, you know, with the one that we always bang on about 30 East Drive. That was a kind of Mm -hmm. weird situation that the guy acquired the spooky house Mm -hmm. and then people started contacting him saying, can we come in and do a paranormal investigation? And he was like, sure, 20 pounds... 50 pounds, 500 pounds, and it kind of yes. it, it kind of went on from there, yeah. So who is claiming that it's haunted? Well, everybody that's involved in it now. Okay. You know, the building is marketed by the current committee as oh, a haunted look into experience. It. I bet everybody's, everybody listening will be like... Well, do your oh, research. Yeah, I need to look into But this. right now, I'm going to call you in. Okay. And I need, I need to... How are you feeling about it right now? I'm feeling. Oh, I've got mixed opinions. Okay. Because I. Because oh, there's a lot going on, yeah, right? There is. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, completely yeah. valid. That's totally I'm fair. I'm gonna say. You can, you can, you can go for a, you can go for a middle ground if you want. May. You can go for a. May. Maybe. Maybe. I'm like, obviously there were some traumatic experiences happened there. Uh Uh-huh. But also, I don't feel like I've got enough evidence to claim. Yeah, I'm with you. Like The previous ones we've done are very like, you know, Dear David Mm -hmm. and and, um, Jeff the Talking Mongoose. They're very, they're very, you know, the stories are about a single haunting, a single apparition, whereas this is a haunted mansion. Mm -hmm. So there's all sorts of shit going on. So we need to go there, really. I mean, it's a long way away. (laughs) I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, I I don't know if we should spend thousands of pounds to travel. Webcam. Maybe we know somebody, maybe there's someone listening. 
Someone, maybe maybe someone is listening to the podcast who just happens to live around the corner from Sprague yeah. Mansion. Sure. It's a long shot. If you do, Never get in know. touch and, and, you know, we'll figure something out. But we're going for a, it's a broad haunting mm-hmm. and therefore we're going to go for a bit of a... May. May. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's not a yay. It's not a yay. It's a... It's... May. May. Okay. Good story, though, right? Yeah, yeah. A really haunting of Sprague Mansion. It reminds me a bit of uh, Hill House. Yeah. Bly Manor kind uh-huh. of thing. I think if, you, if you've got a mansion, a big sprawling mansion with over a dozen bedrooms, you want to have a good number of ghosts in there. Otherwise, yeah. what a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel personally that, 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 yeah, maybe there is some kind of residual energy left behind. I don't think that the doll room... Holds any kind of. Oh, I think the doll room. I think that's it. Yeah, it's like the doll window in York. The one, the, the one placed up in Bedder, and you know, it's like there's not. We all know who put the the dolls there, but it's fun to tell people on the tour that we don't know where the dolls came from. Ooh. So there we go. We've landed on a a, a firm needle in the orange. It's a it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a May. I'm sorry. It's a May. Oh, okay. Green, orange, red. red. I thought you meant like a needle in a literal orange. I was like, it's not a Christingle, mate. (laughs) On that note, um, yeah, uh, do the stuff. Do the thing. (gasps) Quick. What stuff? End the show. Uh, The reviews, reviewers. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you enjoy the podcast, if you have enjoyed the podcast and are and will enjoy the podcast... You can leave us a review on the place where you've listened to the podcast. Yeah, almost certainly. Uh, particularly Apple Podcasts, I think, is the easiest way to do it. Although we're on, all, we're on everything. Apple, Audible, Spotify, Pod, Podbean. Do be sure to rate correctly, as we did have a little mishap. Oh, Lord bless her. Earlier in the week, where somebody who really loves us and supports <laughs> us accidentally gave us... A one star review, two stars, two star review. Yeah. So I was like, it was "Oh, maybe to be a five. maybe a mistake, or maybe a really, really uh, harsh judging criteria." <laughs> um, but it was sorted out, and and all is well, and all is forgiven. And we still and love that person. I know you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, <laughs> I will find you, and revenge will be had. How are you going to Liam Neeson it then? I was have a, a very bit, particular I... set of skills. <laughs> Join us on Facebook. As always, we find us at the Deathly Dark Tours on all formats of social media. If you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do so is over Instagram. Uh, I am at Dorian Deathly. I am at DD Deathly. Neat as a pin. And of course, finally, if you've enjoyed this and you want more, 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 why wouldn't you? Uh, come and join us over on Patreon, where we upload all manner of random shenanigans. You'll get access to our Discord channel. Uh, as it's Halloween, I'm about to unleash a new long-form story. We will be uh, reading Hound of the Baskervilles. Wow. And going into Christmas time this year, I'm going to be reading for you the very festive Frankenstein. Eesh. Yeah. I mean, he's green, like a Christmas tree, so yeah. it kind of works. Um, but yeah. Who's green? Frankenstein's monster. Oh, oh, that was a trick. That was a trick. You slippery bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends, stay safe. Stay spooky. Goodbye.